0: Yo, 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 welcome to the Spiritual Tea Time Podcast, the place where you can hear stories about growth, get a break from your day, and food for your soul. My name is Elle, and I'm the host here. Today, we're taking food for your soul so very literally. I have an awesome guest, Chef Aisha be generational cooking enthusiast you're gonna hear more from her after the music break for now I got some chamomile in my cup go ahead and grab some tea settle in let's get ready and I'll catch you on the other side of the music break thanks for tuning in So, I'd love to welcome today on this episode of Spiritual Tea Time podcast, Chef Aisha B. An amazing chef, one of my favorite people, deep into this generational cooking. You can learn more about generational cooking from her YouTube channel, A Waters Productions. I'll be linking that down in the show notes. Or drop her a line, check in with her on IG. That is at A Proper. White. So Aisha B, Chef Aisha B, tell me what do we need to know about you? What do the listeners of the Spiritual Tea Time podcast need to know about you? Lego.
1: Lego. Lego. What uh well, first of all, what a warm welcome. Thank you so much for having me um, for tea. I do have tea. I don't know if you have tea, but I'm prepared um, with tea. Always, <laughs> always got the chamomile rockin'. rocking. Yeah, I'm drinking like a pomegranate orange blossom. Mm. I actually didn't know I needed to have tea, but I was you know ready because I have a plethora. Of... Mm. Um, let's see. What do you need to learn? I am chef Aisha B. I am talkative. I love stories and storytelling. Um, the B is for beloved, um, beloved by family, beloved by friends, um, beloved in the culinary community. Um, I love generational cooking. Uh, and I know that that's like a a word that we've been using a lot more recently. Mm -hmm. Um, it's what I learned from the generations before me and what is a pleasure to pass to the generations, um, to come. Right. Mm. It is the reason why I put just a little bit of seasoning salt on my white rice when I'm feeling like Mayola. You've had the pleasure of meeting Mayola. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, It is. (laughs) It is knowing that there are benefits to celery and celery juice without actually knowing what they are. One hundred percent because my grandma didn't tell me. I just saw her drink it every day. Um, Generational cooking are the heirloom recipes, right? Those are the recipes that you hold like near and dear to your heart. They are passed down to you through the generations. The same way that like paintings and silverware have value, those recipes have value. Mm. Um, My great grandma was born in like 1912, Mm. (laughs) right? So her mother and her grandparents who she grew up with, they have like a direct, they're direct descendants of slaves, right? Like they just, they just are. That's where um, her life started. It's not where it ended because she's lived a wonderful life. And so my great grandma was a wonderful entertainer. She was a great hoster, and I come from a family of hosters. They that's not really a word, but they were the hostess with the mostest. They were themed, and it was about celebration. And so, generational cooking for me is about that it's about uh, cooking and entertaining and telling stories through food. Oh, I love it. There's so many to tell.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. So true. It's food holds so much value in our society and I know that you touched a little bit on some of the things that you like learned, some of the things that you liked about generational cooking the seasoning salt the you know celery juice but can you tell me why why generational cooking is so important I mean we get that history we get that passed down but do you feel like it gives you anything a connection like let me know how you feel why should we care about generational cooking
1: Um, you should care about generational cooking. Um, because there's like, it's, it's exactly what I said in the previous sentence. It's like a direct connection to a person or a place. Um, even people that I don't think I've ever, I've never met, or I can't remember meeting, right? Um, like, this is going to sound funny, but I love, I love Caribbean food. I love Puerto Rican food. I love Afro, Latino, everything. Um, And when I make Puerto Rican food, because I don't, I didn't have an abuela who cooked in her kitchen and made, you know, beans and things like that. I had my grandma, but she wasn't cooking those recipes. So when I'm making a pot of pink beans with sweet potato or pumpkin, I literally Mm. listen to Celia Cruz. I call her my auntie. I say, I'm a bump auntie Celia, and we're going to get this going. I have made some of the best sofrito. The, like, I just, like, it's something that I'm channeling. I've had people walk into a kitchen that I'm cooking in, and they tell me, oh, this smells like Morocco, mm. right? So that person, like, opened a door. I'm in Texas, right? That's where <laughs> I am right now. So that I'm in Texas. It's hot. The kitchen's little they open the door and they're like, oh my God, it smells like Morocco in here. And I'm like, come on, come through. Not quite where I was going. I was I was making, I was making garam masala. So like, it, I wasn't too far off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, to be, to help someone transcend to a place, that's what food does, that's what cooking does. And if you have a recipe, if you're dinner, is, you know, planned around telling a story or celebrating someone's life, then yeah, we're connected. Uh, just the other day, I was cooking. My sister wanted to cook dinner for our dad who passed away when we were both very young. And she unfortunately doesn't know that much about him. So she was asking questions. She That was very brave of her. She asked questions about, you know, what did he like? I wanted to do this. What did you do this? And it got my uncle talking and boy can he talk <laughs> and he had so much to share about his big brother um, oh and he, oh, he liked this and oh he liked that and then other people were chiming in oh Dan sure could do this and Dan knew he, he could make a mean steak and oh I remember your dad making pork chops and oh the gumbo he made and there was just so many things she had so many options and so she felt connected just making one of his favorite meals oh. and she never had an opportunity to probably eat that meal with him but just knowing that that was his favorite was that was nice the same for my aunt my aunt Lainey she made pot roast uh, and it was funny because his birthday was on Saturday on Sunday but I just didn't have it in me to cook on Sunday and I didn't cook until Monday um, but it was just as good and it ha- so happened that my aunt that Sunday she didn't feel like cooking and so it was Monday that she made his meal and my cousin posted it on Instagram and it looked it was a delicious looking meal and I know it was something he would have loved I didn't post my food but I made fried cabbage it was you know some alterations because I don't eat a lot of pork I like it I don't eat a lot of it <laughs> um so like I you know used turkey sausage but it was still fried cabbage um, I coursed my meal because my dad was real over the top. Um, like I had a steak and I tried a new cooking method because he was about learning and always advancing. Like I make a mean steak just on GP, but I was just like, well, let me try something that I haven't tried before. I wasn't perfect at it. And I'm still, I'm still working through that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was like a really good experience. And to me, that's how I feel like it's connected. Right. Cause I'm still learning. I feel like, I could talk about this topic for a long time. My dad was gone for a lot, for most of my life, but there were still so many gifts that I got from him my whole life. I would go to the garage and need something and it would be there. Um, I would need to talk to somebody about something and they would have this wonderful story to tell me. And then I'd like, I don't even have to think of it. Mm. (laughs) You've already done it. So um, he continues to give me these gifts. So I like to be able to celebrate him and everyone else. Like the part of the reason why I was inspired to talk about generational cooking is because of my great grandma and like, they're not here, but they have such wonderful stories to tell. Ah,
0: yeah, Digging in those roots. I feel you. I feel you for sure. So you were telling me about that dinner. I really, I really wish I was there. How'd the reverse year come out? How'd that work?
1: Um, so it could have been better. It really could no. have been it, <laughs> The flavor was spot on. It wasn't over seasoned. I've been really working on my salt and everything. So I just it it was too done. I don't I'm not a well done type of gal. Uh, no. And it was it was at medium well and I was like oh, <God.">
0: <laughs> it's okay it's like you gotta the the old technique is a new technique to you so you gotta like work it in there you got it
1: I'm like what okay I guess you got because I, I never started I don't even finish in the oven I just get it right on the stove or I get it right in the oven I don't do both and I also had a thinner cut of meat than I had realized ah. like when I was studying to do the reverse here majority of the meats um that they used were very large. They were thicker, and so I could have reduced my cooking time mm. in the oven. Uh, and I would. It, so the good thing about the reverse sear method, which I like, is even if you are someone who does prefer a well-done steak, because people like that are here, um, that would have been someone's. That would have been someone's ideal meal, yeah. and they would have been pleased, right? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So I made the perfect meal for someone,
0: um, <laughs> <I love that. laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, so because of the way that you cook the steak, um, it's very juicy, mm. like even, um, even in a well done, you know, state, it's still, you know, relatively juicy. So. Um, if you do like your steak well done, you just need to really make sure that your, your your skillet is hot when you're doing the sear, so you don't spend a lot of time there. But um, my baked potato was really good, too large, so it made a delicious breakfast the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, I also made a delicious Cajun salmon. I had a Cajun salmon spinach salad for my first course. Oh, oh my
0: Oh, so, so tell me, tell me, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to go off it a different. I can talk about food all day. So the Cajun uh, salmon spinach salad, tell me more first about the seasonings that you put on the salmon and then about what type of dressing you used. I know you mentioned it. It was poppy seed. Tell me, refresh me.
1: Um, so it's like a blackened seasoning. Um, it has, oh, what doesn't it have in it? It doesn't have like star anise in it. No. Um, cause you know, with a, a it's a, a redfish seasoning. So, um, it has like a smoked paprika. It has like a, a chili powder. Oh. Uh, there's like a little bit of cumin. There is lots of granulated garlic, onion powder, salt, and a little bit of salt, pepper, um you know nicely blended together um there's paprika for color uh, i like smoked paprika specifically um, because of the way that it gives more flavor mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so those were in there um there's some thyme in there um it's just, uh, what else was, um, it's just like a blend that I've had for a, a while. And I like to add it to things and place. the. I love a slap your mama, but it's really high in sodium. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to find alternates or make my own, um, so that's how I seasoned the salmon. I scored the bottom of it because I wanted the skin to be super crispy on it. Yeah. Um, yes, love a crispy And skin. when you score it, you know, it, it keeps it flat. It keeps it from curling because um, when it curls in the center of it, it's kind of gummy and it messes it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so the salad was actually super simple. I sauteed some zucchini. Um, a little bit of uh, quinoa that I had left over in the refrigerator Mm -hmm. and some like um, sauteed onions. I put that on there with the spinach and then I just ate it with the salmon and I just needed a little bit of dressing. And so I have this... um, the strawberry poppy seed vinaigrette. Mm. Uh, my local market, ATB, makes it. Uh, it's made with like a Greek yogurt. It's really, really tasty. Oh, that yes. sounds
0: tasty! <laughs> I love it. Hold on. The question. The question that I want to know now. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. When is the cookbook dropping? When is the cookbook dropping? Have you thought about that? Is you, that something? That, when is it? When is it dropping? I listen.
1: Oh <laughs> I'm blushing. I can't believe you did that to me.
0: <laughs> you know I you know, I have to get on you just a little bit. I gotta grill you up just a little bit. Ooh, I'm gonna say soon. Can we say can we say soon? soon? Can we say the cookbook is dropping like I'm a, am I'm a, am I'm a, am going to get you in there. I'm going to ask you about this again at the top of 2022 cuz that cookbook you asked better me about be dropping. It again
1: at the top of 22 cuz it is dropping. It is coming. It yes. is more than in the works. It is more than in the works. Oh, it is yes, in the works. Yes. But yes, it's coming. Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh. I am excited. Yo. Yo, seriously. <laughs> I'm I'm a cook. I'm a cook all your recipes like I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. You're ready. Oh my goodness. I'm such a fan. Like you have no idea. (laughs) You have no idea how much a fan I am of your cooking. Um, Well, here, let's, okay. Speaking of cooking, we've been talking about recipes. What is your favorite, like soul satisfying recipe? Like what is that one where every single time you are like, yes, I am there. I am connected. I'm feeling good. I feel you ancestors what is it? And if you don't mind sharing a little bit about why it's so important to you, that would be fantastic. Hmm. No, you're going through the is Rolodex. St- yes, I am. That's, the, that's the that, that recipe eggs. book. That's that recipe book, Ma.
1: <laughs> I'm sitting with it for a little bit. Um, that's a good one. That is a really good one. Because, like, I know what my favorite things to cook are. Um, and I just, and people like when I make them. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what I'm going to say. Um, oh, goodness. Oh.
0: It's okay. Take your time. Mm-hmm. I know it's tough. Yeah. Like, okay, for real, yeah. you know how <laughs> to cook everything. It's like the baker, I do. the chef, I do. I do know. like. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. you got a lot of recipes to scroll um, through.
1: <laughs> I do I, I do have a lot to scroll through, but your question was about what is your favorite um,
0: soul satisfying recipe?
1: My favorite soul fat sat, my favorite soul satisfying recipe. why is that such a mouthful? <laughs> Juicy mouth. <laughs> Because I'm thinking about all the food that I want to eat. <laughs> I'm getting
0: so hungry. <laughs> uh, oh,
1: ooh, ooh, you know what? Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I think, mm-mm. It's okay. It's a couple of them. It's a couple of them, um, but girl, okay, so we're just going to go with, okay, Black Eyed Peas. Um a classic. Yeah, it is a classic. It was between black-eyed peas and my dressing, and oddly enough, um, my they're both based from the same auntie who is living, mm-hmm. um, and I I adore her, and she's also a burn Bernie person. Her name is Bernadine. There we um, go, Bernie's unite. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie's unite. She oh, she makes the best black eye peas she also makes crowder peas which is like a cousin of a black eye peas but it tastes just the the eye is kind of like a bluish gray it's not quite black Mm. uh yeah it's a crowder peas i believe but they are so delicious like i can taste them in my mouth right now i can feel the satisfaction from eating them Mm. right now as we're speaking they are so good and she is um she's such a cool auntie. She was mean when we were growing up. I didn't I did not think she was nice. I oh, she is mean. She just had a lot going on. <laughs> she I said, she cooks so good. She got to love us because this food is delicious. She is mean. <laughs>
0: Oh, gosh. It is so funny to oh. be on that other side of the coin as a grown-up now. And you're like, oh, you weren't mean. You were just stressed out. Like, I get it.
1: You were stressed out. You had a house full of too many people. Because Growing up, our family was so big and mm-hmm. so connected to, yes. you know. And we, as children, we just are... Ruthless, you know, we come in and and we tear up a kid's room in a heartbeat and leave, (laughs) and leave. (laughs) And they give you clearance, don't go in that room and tear it up. Okay. (laughs) Oh, gosh, children. Children. But that's a whole generational experience to me, right? I can think, I can remember being at my Aunt Bernadine's house um, and her cooking and her making hot water cornbread and me only liking the middle of it. Um, But her peas were so good. Um, She used to use like pork and it was just so tasty. The broth was rich and it was creamy and the beans weren't mushy. They were still firm and it had this pepperiness about it. And it just had the best mouthfeel. You just wanted more peas. You didn't even have to have rice. They were just so good. and when I got older, I wanted to know how to make them. And she told me, like, I had an idea because I had already started cooking. But then she just told me. And I was like, oh, OK, thank you, Dad. That. That's easy. Yeah. And then I learned how to make beans. And then, like, you know, I, I, I just got a little bit better at it. And then I, then I started having my own palate, right? And I was just like, well, I like bell pepper and onion and garlic in my black eyed peas just because you want to saute them and build as much flavor as possible. Um, And then why use chicken stock when I could, you know, make my own stock from boiling my smoked meat? Mm -hmm. And if I'm using smoked turkey, then, you know, it's going to render a little bit, a lot of flavor, not a little bit of flavor. It's going to be better than if I just use chicken because it's already smoked. And then I get that same smokiness that we, you know, used to get from using, you know, smoked pork. So, yeah, I I, now I make a pot of peas and I make so much I get to share it with so many people. And so whether they ever make peas again, never they ever make them. They got to taste my Aunt Bernadine's peas in a way, because whenever I'm making them, that's who I'm thinking about. Right. That I think of songs she liked and God, my family loved the blues. Right. So that's kind of what I play. That's the uh, that's the whole like atmosphere that I set that's just that's what it is probably for a couple of days after right like mm. because just, I just I feel that and I want you to feel it I want you to taste it um but yeah it's Black Eyed Peas. Yes
0: I love just the simplicity of those like staple dishes those staple ingredients used why do you feel like there's a reason that it just like hits different? Do you think the techniques from culinary that's taught now versus those old recipes is just so different? Is it quality of ingredients? Like what, why do you feel that those older recipes, those ones passed down are so much better?
1: Well, um, so much. I, I guess. I to me, it's the love. It's the uh, love and the emotion that goes into it, right? Because there are people, you know, that that swear their big mama or their mama make the best something that you've ever had, mm-hmm. and then you have it, and you're like, it is fine. <laughs> it is a fine meal. <laughs> And there are but and then there are also chefs that create techniques that mimic the steps and processes that your your great 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 big mama used to do back in the day, and that's what something tasted a certain way, right? Um, like you're trying to figure out how you can pickle something really quickly so that you can get that same hint of fermentation that was just probably natural back in the day because Mm. of maybe how something was kept, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But that funk gave that food this taste, Mm -hmm. right? It's like you needed it for it, right? Like the kimchi that's produced By someone's great grandma, and the kimchi that I can get in the grocery store are not the same. Mm, mm, mm. They're just not, and for multiple reasons, it's not acceptable for that company to make kimchi on the floor. Ah, got it. It's it's not acceptable, right? It's the funk. It's the funk. It's. It's the funk. So the kimchi that I get that was pickled and it was in the back and I'm like, Ooh, I understand the risk that I'm taking, but it's worth it because that funk is going to make it better. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially if I'm just cooking for my family, Mm -hmm. like if I'm just cooking for my family, my people, I don't have to worry about your allergies or your attitude. You know, I, I don't have to worry about any of those or how you feel about, the kimchi process being made on the floor that's tradition Mm. and that's why it's so good like you see there's a difference and i think that i think that that's one of the reasons why it's a little bit different why that why it tastes a little bit different um when i'm mass producing something i don't i don't even know who i'm mass producing it for how could i put that much love into it But I do still think that having the right vibration and I think that when you cook with love and then you eat what I cooked and you know I love you, then you pass that love on. So it's not to say that you can't have large batches of things and then not be knowing, like not send love out there. I'm not to, it's not to say that. It's just mm. to say that there's a little bit difference. There's just a little bit of a difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean if you're
0: if you're making someone for someone that you love and you know, like you're standing there at the stove thinking about that first bite. I understand that completely like that makes that makes perfect sense. I know you have a lot of appreciation, love for your family. you have an amazing big family with a wealth of knowledge. What have you learned? about yourself throughout this journey into studying and digging into generational cooking? Mm. Has it brought you closer to yourself, to your family? Like, how are you feeling about that?
1: Yes. Um, Yes and yes and yes. It has brought me closer to my family. Um, I am away from a lot of my family um we're we're spread out um more of us are coming you know by the day it's wonderful um but for a while i was by myself um and so there was a time where there was things that i missed right i had to learn like oh i like family get-togethers it's not just a routine for me um, I really like that. And even if I can't be at the family get together, I should still celebrate. Uh, I learned that. I really love celebration. Um, small celebration. I love large ce- love, a large celebration. Love any reason for <laughs> any reason for a celebration. I learned that I love that. And I have had to learn that I've been the person celebrating myself. Um, And so even when I'm celebrating and it's simply a party of one, I've learned to appreciate that. Um, And I got to be the person that celebrates me sometimes, Um, and it's still a big celebration. Um, At the other flip side of that, um, I also have to be the person that comforts me sometimes. Um, and knowing how, knowing the things that are comforting. So there's a connection with food in that. Um, Not like a bad, like relearning my relationship with food, honestly, was part of it, was probably the biggest part of it. Um, There was a podcast that I really like, it's called Mm -hmm. Food Is Not Bay.
0: I'ma link that down below, I haven't heard it. So I'ma link that since you shouted it out and like, I gotta listen to that.
1: She's a doctor. She's she's. I love it, and it made me. It's just. It's rethinking how you you think about food. Um, why some things are comforting. Like yeah, I make this really good soup when I'm sick. When I feel like I'm going to be sick. When it's cold, it's what I need. It's has lots of vegetables in it, and it's good for my body, and that's comforting, um, and it's better for me. And then it makes me think of the soups that my mom made for me when I was a kid, right? Um, And things like that. So that whole connection, like knowing what I need for myself and also having like this connection to my family, like the celebration of one can easily be a celebration of 45 to 50, Mm -hmm. right? And then learning to find your new community and who you're celebrating with, right? Um, Introducing celebrations to them because there's so many people who have not celebrated themselves before, who have not been celebrated. And if you can celebrate yourself, then you can usually celebrate someone else. Right? Like Uh, if you could like legit be like happy for your little wins, you can help someone else identify their little wins. And it's, they're like, they could be like, like, cause you know, like, oh, nothing good happened. Well, didn't you just say that you got like a promotion? Well, yeah, that's no big deal. It's kind of, kind of a big deal, you know? Like (laughs) It's it's not a big deal because you're not making it a big deal. And now you need something bigger to make you feel happy. But like, let's celebrate all of our accomplishments, right? Let's nurture all of our our scrapes and boo-boos. like let's make sure they're healed completely all even the little tiny paper cuts
0: yes oh that makes perfect sense it's like that idea of filling up your cup and celebrating yourself with like what you put in your body no I love that I love that knowledge dropping over here so so if I want to get into generational cooking if I want to start learning these older cooking techniques I've got I've got a couple of questions here. I'm trying not to overload you. Um so okay. do okay, so something that I've run into with like dealing with like ancestors, history, reverence, etc. There's this line that's kind of drawn in the spiritual community with like open and closed practices. Do you feel like it's appropriate for everyone? to dig into those old recipes even if it's not the type of food that their ancestors would have eaten this is a controversial question
1: (laughs) um it's only controversial for some people um (laughs) or do
0: you feel like you should learn with your own first and then move on like like what's your
1: so here's where I am with that. Ooh. Ooh. I'm ripping the bandaid off of a theory that I have. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, let's do it. Drop it. Oh, Goodness. No, 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 no. Okay. I wasn't ready. Um, <laughs> oh, <no>. In America. <laughs> I wasn't ready. In America, we're we're black. Um and we get the privilege of being black and that is always enough, but it is such a blanket term, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: But with that, we also have a a diaspora that we are a part of, Mm -hmm. and I think through that diaspora, it allows us the ability to explore um, different foods and cultures that maybe or maybe not my, my, my ancestors were a part of. Um we don't know 100% unless I take a test, unless I take mm. a test and then someone tells me what that test says. Yeah. Right. So I believe that through the black diaspora it gives us the authority to to search. That's what I believe. I believe mm. that I have the authority to explore Afro-Latino to explore any afro anything um Mm -hmm. and that creates that connection um it's just there Mm -hmm. um i do think that so that's the first part of it i think the second part of it is that when it is controversial why is it is it because you're you've taken beyond an interest and now you're taking, what are you giving Mm. back, Mm -hmm. right? So what are you giving back? How can you yourself give back, right? How appropriate is it for you to take? Or maybe you should, I don't know, and it keeps me thinking like, this is totally made up on the spot, like maybe you should learn through someone else's exploration
0: ah got it so like basically like going to the experts or even giving credit or maybe not using for monetary gain unless you fully understand and are kind of honoring that cuisine is that is that what i'm picking up
1: yeah that's exactly it because i mean Okay. okay Like, I, I don't, I think that that's, I think that that's fair. I feel like if you can, oh, I just really love this. I really like this. And, you know, this is what I'm really into. It's just like, well, who else is into that? And how did you get into that? What sparked your interest in that? You know, ah. what have you learned? And who who has taught you along the way, right? Like, mm-hmm. what are those things? What are you highlighting? Um, like, you, Like, there's so much, like, you didn't just wake up and you were like, oh, I was, I was knee deep into this and I did all this studying. Who did you study with? Who did you learn Mm, from? Who mm. were they? What did they teach you? Can we talk to them? You know, like, let's, (laughs) let's, like, not even that, like, let's have a conversation. (laughs) Let's have a conversation with you talking to them and you guys talking about what you're learning, like. No, I feel that, I feel that. There is a reason why food that has for years been undesirable, and now oxtails oh. are twenty five dollars a pound. <laughs> Boom. You know, oh, to kind of to kind of jump off of that,
0: like, how do you feel about the trending of like? I mean, in Seattle, like soul food is like it's kind of trending here, and like everyone's kind of getting their hands in it. Like, we got a couple authentic places but like people are buying up these smaller places because soul food is trending how do you feel about your food that basically becoming a thing
1: it's always been a thing it's always been most of the things it's always been like What you ate in your kitchen at your table, it might not have been seasoned the same way, but it was always the thing like your macaroni and cheese, your fried chicken, your fried fish, your all those things those that was always a thing and it always came from african americans it always came from there i'm not saying that your big mama didn't know or your meemaw your meemaw didn't know how to make it but your meemaw learned it from somewhere right and Mm -hmm. so i think that it's just like Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of um there's homage being paid, right? Oh, this is an honor of, but the dividends are different, right? They don't pay the same or it doesn't measure up the same. And it's just like, there's it's there's just so much. There's just so much and it's just like, you have an interest in this. I'm sure that there is a chef out there. I'm sure that there is a person out there that we can help bring up and I I guess it's not anyone's necessarily responsibility but like instead of bringing up a watered down version of something why don't you help bring to life an actual version of something like is there room for that Mm. is there room for that instead of it just being trendy like let's I don't, I don't mind. It's always been a thing. That's why it's like, I'm not into trends. I'm into fashion. I'm into style, like something that's going to be there a long time. Mm -hmm. African-Americans contribution to food has always been there. It's not just trendy because it can be vegan. African-Americans have always been vegans. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so. That's true. It's just not, it's just That's newer. True. It's just more accepted. More people, like, we're, we're, we're opening up. Like, so it's always been a thing. And so, like.
0: No, I completely get what you're saying. Like, always been here. Always will be here. We still are here. And it's just a point of maybe, like, paying homage and learning the correct techniques instead of trying to copy paste for a trend. Is that, like, kind of. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm mansplaining you. Am I mansplaining you? Uh you're
1: just you're just different. Like you just use different words. I talk differently. I don't think we're <laughs> mansplaining you. I might be mansplaining you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't think you are. But I think it's just like the I was thinking it kinda answers, it goes back to the question that you asked earlier. Like you're the greens that you make don't taste the same because you just don't do the same things. And you don't know to do the same things because you're telling it from a historically mm-hmm. different perspective. Mm-hmm. Right? Your recipe is different because it's from a different oh. person, right? You remembered the greens going in the pot. You remember the meat going in the pot. You didn't see the onions. You didn't see, there probably wasn't <laughs> no garlic. You didn't see the garlic. You don't know think, like, you didn't. <laughs> You didn't see all the stuff that went into the pot. And so it's just you didn't, you didn't see everything. And so your perspective is different and gone are the days where you can take ancient mama's story and put it Mm. on a box and sell that, right? You have to sell the proper story. What sucks now though, that you've been able to make a name for yourself and you could just put a new, new name and same great taste. That sucks. But for the people coming, it's just there's a reason why it used to take my great grandma's family two days, three mm-hmm. days to make dressing. Right. There's a reason. And now ain't nobody got time for that because I've done that before. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Get out of here. <laughs> but there was a reason for it. And so there's reasons for things. And it's it's nice to be able to tell the story behind that flavor, that flavor profile, why this tastes different than, you know, why this cornbread tastes different than the cornbread I've ever had. Oh, that's because my great grandma, so-and-so used to do this to it. Oh, get out of here. That's really good. And it's not some watered down version or I think version because it's an actual, it's actual, Mm. it's not made up. Mm. No, that makes sense. Like, there's reasons for layers to crust, right? Like we're, I just, I don't know. There's so many of those things that I, I have. Like there's a reason why this is so good. I'm mimicking someone else's, yeah, my someone else's. <laughs> yeah. There's
0: that extra love kind of inside of it when you're making that it's, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Cause when thinking about everything, even when you're kind of building something like those flavors, they always do taste better when They've kind of, you know, married each other and like sat around for a little bit. I know that's <laughs> that sounds nasty, sat around for a little bit. But it, when it when it takes that extra time to kind of build those flavors, like I completely understand that it does make it better. So when you do make these generational foods for like your family, for celebrations, when you're doing your self-care and like filling up your cup do you take that extra time or do you like try and kind of shorten it down? Like, do you do like that big, long process for special occasions and things like that?
1: Oh man. So as a mature, as an immature chef, everything had to be from Mm. scratch, right? Like, Absolutely everything had to be. If I could have plucked the chicken, <laughs> I would have. Get uh, it. <laughs> because I was just so passionate. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And um that takes a lot of time. It's very labor intensive. I have found that I do have shortcuts. Um, because I'm a modern, mm, I'm a modern yes. <laughs> I don't. I do not want to be in the kitchen yeah. that long. I don't want to spend my life. I, I honestly, I want to be. Mm. I love hosting. I love hosting. I like, and so in order to be a good host, that means that I can't always mm, be in dumb. the kitchen. Um, and there have been many of parties where, you know, I can. I can. The first person that pops into my head. Are my girlfriends walking in saying, like, you're not ready? Mm. No. They're like, Okay, what do you need me to do so that mm-hmm. you can go get dressed? And it's like, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that would have been Evelyn. but would have been like, What are you wearing? Tony would have been like, What can I do? I don't know. Should I, this <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, why? I knew this was gonna happen. Like, you should. You, I told you, you should have just gone to the store, just bought this, ordered that, made this easier. And I was just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I say all that to say, I had to learn to take shortcuts. I had to learn, and I didn't want them to taste mm. like shortcuts, right? I didn't want them to be like, oh. this is so tough. <laughs> Never. Ah. No, yeah, okay. I would, I no. would rather die than serve <laughs> stone top stuffing. Okay, <laughs> won't. <laughs> so, I have. If I'm making a dressing, I have to prepare for it. Like I, I learn tricks. I learn what works. Rotisserie chickens can taste like hints mm-hmm. Okay, it's about it's about your seasonings and you layering, um, and. Yeah, so I, I have definitely learned, but I already I feel like I already understood why you guys were doing something, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah, so I definitely think you can take shortcut. Uh, you can make adjustments so that you're not somewhere all the time. And the, and when it comes to hosting, it's just like, well, in, in, instead of me serving a whole bunch of dressing. Why don't I make, you know, dressing waffles as size and then I can prep those and those can hold in the oven, right? And then we can like cuz it's a dinner party, it needs Ooh. to be fabulous. What, what what go back what was it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that's good to know that everything doesn't have to <laughs> have to take that excessive amount of time. I mean, I know you are busy. You got lots of stuff going on. I'm busy. I got lots of stuff going on. So it's good to know that those those kind of uh, mm, what word am I looking for? Those I don't want to say concessions. Those leeway areas are, I guess, uh, an option. It's Mm -hmm. an option. There's there's some there's some push that doesn't leave you with that stovetop feeling but also gives you that (laughs) homemade. By the way, this podcast is sponsored by Stovetop, so.
1: (laughs) I remember being a child and telling my mom, may I not have any of that please. (laughs) She said, uh, I said, it it doesn't taste Mm. like Aunt Bernadine's. That was my argument. And my mom was like, you're not wrong, (laughs) you're not wrong. (laughs) never was a child right because we're not customers but i wasn't <laughs> oh, wrong in that sense so i didn't have to eat it you're not wrong <laughs> so, <laughs> you're not wrong it does not taste like oh, birdie, so no, that's where it is you don't have to eat it but when you know why it took someone 1800 hours mm. to do something um and what result yielded from it When you're making these leeways or when you're altering your recipe, you're making sure it still renders the same result. So, right. So how you get there, sure, you can change it, but are you going to get the same result? What's going to be different? And if it's different, how are you Mm. compensating for it? Right. I think a lot of people use a lot of sugar in their food, which I'm, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but i think it's like you don't like they they probably use sweet peppers in that right they probably use sweet onions specifically in that and that yielded sweeter flavor, sweeter notes maybe they use Mm. sweet paprika and so it also those things added to sweetness maybe they put a spot of honey in there you know what i'm saying maybe they had honeycomb for some reason so there was reasons but instead you just put some sugar in there and said that was mm. it was sweet and so you just added some sugar but there, there was no sweet onion there was no uh red or yellow bell pepper there was no honeycomb there was no star anise there were no warm flavors that all all build upon sweetness none of that existed and you in place just added sugar brown sugar because you wanted the same warm color ah. And now, what you have is not the same. You don't have the same flavor notes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So those, those are. That's what I'm saying. What contributes? So it takes a little bit of studying and knowing.
0: Yes, I want to study with you. I'm. I'm, Yeah. That's how
1: my brain thinks, though. I speak food fluently.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, So aside from. Um, your YouTube which is a great place to kind of hear about those hear those stories talk about you know generational cooking Um, if I want to start appreciating those old recipes if I want to start really kind of digging in and studying those things like i I where should I go? Where should I start? Who should I talk to? And if all of my folks that live before me are dead, like how, how, how do I get in there? Like what, what can I do to learn more?
1: It starts mm. with you. I think um, it starts with you. Like, mm. what do you like? What is there? Like, um, like, like have you ever had? A, I have a taste for something. Like I want it. I have a taste for something, and I want mm-hmm. it to taste like this. Like I, you've had a meal, and someone prepared that meal, and so now you want that meal to taste like that person's meal. Um, that's where it starts because it it gives you so. There's a couple of things that happen. You have the opportunity of making that person's day because you get to reach out to them and talk to mm-hmm. them if they're available if they're available, right? You have the opportunity to say, hey, how are you? I was just thinking about you because literally you were, you do want, but it is something that is of value, but it's going Mm -hmm. to cost them nothing, right? How often does someone get to give you Mm -hmm. something like that? So I think it allows you to have the opportunity. I have a recipe from my great um, Aunt Melee. I've, no, I've met her probably a handful of times, but I didn't really know her. Um, I needed a pound cake recipe. Um, and my Aunt Gloria gave me my Aunt Mealy's pound cake recipe. I had not spoken with Aunt Mealy on the phone ever in life. I made the pound cake. And my Aunt Gloria was just like, you should tell her you made it. And I said, you know, me." <laughs> she said, when you call her, tell her you're this person, tell her you're that person, mm-hmm. and then talk. And I did. I was just like... Hey, Aunt Neely, <laughs> <laughs> it's Aisha. <laughs> I said who? I said uh, it's Aisha. Dan's, um, you know, I'm used to everybody knows who I am. Hey, everybody knows Aisha Ooh. B.
0: Everybody knows Bernie <laughs>
1: Byrne. <laughs> yeah, she was. I was just like, I'm, uh, I'm Aisha, Dan Junior's mm-hmm. daughter. Uh, you know, uh, Bunch's son. And oh, oh yes, I know a bunch. And um and she goes, What did you say your name? I said, I am the older I the other uh, one of Daniel. Okay. And she and so I did all that and I got to I got to talk to her and I said, Well oh, I made your pancake. Okay. And she said you did? It? I said yes. Nice. <laughs> and it and it started got us to talking. And I said, but you know, I'm going to tell you, uh, it burnt (laughs) (laughs) and I wasn't pleased. (laughs) And she told me that I should do the cold oven method. And I said, you know, that makes a whole lot of sense because of all the butter and fat and stuff Mm. that's in pound cakes. And when she told me and the next pound cake I made, wasn't burnt and it was delicious. Nice. Yes. Okay. And then so, and then I got to tell her about it. And then later, you know, like I had to cook for one of my, another aunt's repast, and she got to taste my food. And so she was like, mm. she loved it. And so like, that's where it starts. So that's like a whole different, I, I took no, you a long beautiful. story, but it started with just, with, I need yeah. a recipe for something, right? Uh, if you don't, if your family is, I have a lot of loved ones that aren't, that are no longer with us. But there are people that knew them. And if you have a connection to those people, it gives them, it just builds them a new connection. Right. And that's, that's, that's that's important because we're so connected, but we're not, Yeah, we're not at all. (laughs) Right. So it gives you the opportunity to say, um, Hey, do you remember so-and-so like my aunt, my mom used to like my aunt Tracy's chili Mac. And so I remember, you know, saying, hey, um, you know, can you make some of Aunt Tracy's chili mac? And she did. And, like, someone's like, oh, Auntie Tracy did it like this. And she's like, oh, I didn't have corn in it. And the corn Mm -hmm. adds sweetness, right? It's just like, oh, this is really good, so whatever. Or my Aunt Gloria wanted my mom's uh, meatloaf recipe. So it allows you to reach directions and have conversations. Um, If you just don't know where to go, Go online. Go to YouTube. Go to A Waters production. Right? <laughs> no, but yeah, seriously. like No, like, reach out to a chef. Like, I I give virtual cooking lessons. I'm going to start doing virtual community cooking lessons Ooh. for a really low price. Ooh. Yeah, you... No, I, don't you, know, know. you I don't know. I don't know
0: Hold on. Hold on. Let's pause right here. Wait, are you... Wait, are you doing this, like, booking through IG? Like, how can
1: how can i get in on this you can book through you can book through facebook um but it's um so what i did in february i did a uh black history month uh cook-along uh for the state of texas since everyone's at home and so they you know they logged in and i'll you know I'll, i'll i'll provide the link um to people and we cook a meal. We cooked, um, I made collard greens, hot water cornbread, uh, Ooh, so we made you all sides, you right? The and sides were are the best part. Yeah, and they were <laughs> vegan. Mo- <laughs> they were. I had a couple vegan recipes um, intentionally so that there was a variety. Um, and then we, it was, it was a really good thing, but I realized that people yes. need that. Or they they wanted. Then I was just like, nobody, nobody no, wants. No, I want with that. You. Everybody
0: wants it. I do. <laughs> like for real.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be like a community cooking class, and it you know you once you register, you'll get your uh, your ingredients. Like you'll get a, a grocery list. Uh, you don't get the actual recipes until like mm. the day of the class or the night before. Because they're, they're, you know, they're they're, they're <laughs> <things>. <laughs> <laughs> But like, I'll give you like prep lists and stuff. I give you like things for you to prep so that you can be ready for the class. It's usually like a two-hour cooking class. I want to do something where I am like, hey, let's eat after. I haven't figured that part out because yeah. I love that part. Like, not enough people eat around the table. And people eat in their laps or they eat by themselves. So I want to add that part too. I eat on Um, the couch.
0: (laughs) couch. I'll be sitting on the couch, like I don't even have a TV, I don't even watch TV and still just like sitting on the couch, like, okay, I guess it's, I don't know, something I'm used to maybe. (laughs) You remember back growing up in the nineties, like we just sat down at the couch and watched it in front of the TV and ate, so I don't know.
1: I wasn't oh. allowed to eat like that. I had to eat at the table. <laughs> like, even if it was just me and Camille at the table, it was just like, we'll oh, get to the table. see. Okay. And I still, I but that was, it mm-hmm. was good to sit at the table because we were sitting at the table. Our food was in front of us. And if my mom was there for a little bit, yeah. we, we were talking, right? Me and my sister were talking. We weren't just at the table yeah. just eating. Like, even if we were just picking on each other, we were still oh. interacting with each other. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then when you got up from the table, you knew so well not to leave your plate on the Ooh. table, right? You cleared your plate, you threw it away. Like, I just threw my plate in the dishes in the sink. I was supposed to wash them. I know I didn't do that. I know I waited until my mom was coming home to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was just different. It, there's different motions that you go through. When you are sitting at the table, I love sitting at the table. I would, I love encouraging people to be around the table instead of in your laps. I mean, when I love it, if you have someone else in your household that you can eat with, I encourage you to try to eat with them Mm. as often as possible for as many meals as possible. Encourage, ask them about their day. It just feels
0: different. It just feels different, right? It's like having that connection around the table. It's that community, like that communal feel.
1: It, it, it's, it's the communal feel. You don't even, it builds, um, critical (gasps) thinking skills. Boom.
0: I didn't even think about that. Yes. Conversation skills. When
1: you're being questioned, the conversation skills, like when someone, how was your day? It was good. What'd you do? Oh, I did this. What'd you guys talk about? Oh, this, what'd Mm -hmm. you guys, who was there? How, what was today, the day that you guys did this or how did that project? All the, I'm sorry, what happened? <laughs> what, what, what's going on? Who did what? <laughs> <laughs> Who did what? I love when my nieces and nephews ask to speak to me. Auntie, let's go. You got uh, questions? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I bet you'd be ready to hand the phone yes. to your mama. Here, uh, uh, Mom. Yes. It <laughs> took longer than I thought. They had more answers than I was <laughs> ready for this time. I love that, though. But then, <laughs> but it's good. Like, Callie knows hey Auntie, this is a little conversation or a long conversation i have i'm inquisitive no, I in nature it. so when you sit at the table with me we're not just gonna sit or it's gonna be like is that good what would you get Is a hot what i put on it what what could you have gotten instead do you like that i don't know like that is that the first time you had that Lynn looks good have you eaten here before this is nice this I is really nice <laughs> do you know what i'm saying like it just encourage conversation you can't be done talk you can't just sit quietly we're finished you done why are you so quiet? Is something wrong? It's so <laughs> so long <before> your heart.
0: <laughs> Yes. What is on? <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I love it. So basically like through this, you're doing these, you're doing these cook alongs, right? And you want to bring back that community yes. feel. I love, I absolutely love that. I didn't even know you had this cooking.
1: I do, I literally have it cooking. I want people to be able to cook for their family. I want them to cook for their family the way that my mom used to cook for us. Like she, wasn't perfect, but Cynthia could put a meal together for a whole bunch of mm. people, and it's a good yes. skill to have, right? Like she knew how to stretch a meal, how to make a a, a a fancy meal, how to make a casual meal, how to make appetizers. Like she just knew how to put it together, and when people came over, if nothing mm. else, they were getting yes. fed. <laughs> and having the, and that's a good feeling, and so. Uh, I want people to be able to do that for their, their families. I, like I said, I come from some wonderful hosts and hostesses um, who didn't get enough credit. I know they, I know one of my aunts would be like, I just, I'm tired of doing it. It's so much work. I don't want it to always be so much work, (laughs) right? I want it to be fun and I want you to delegate tasks to your kids. I was Mm. always a helper. I mean, always the helper in the kitchen i want you to teach your yes. kids how to be helpers i mean because then it's things that they are going to beautiful. use later
0: beautiful
1: I, best listening skills ever as a helper okay <laughs> what do you guys talking about there we Ooh. go there we you go just real quiet and stay out of <laughs> bed <business. laughs> <Yes. laughs>
0: So I think that's why my kids like to like to kind of hang around most. You know, they're always buzzing around. It's because they just want to be nosy. They want to hear everything. But that's the perk, I guess.
1: <laughs> it is. And and when you help prepare the food, you don't have to wash the dishes. You might have to put the food away, but you don't have to be the kid to put you don't have to wash the dishes. And in my household, in my family, you didn't want to be, you did not, it's not my turn no, to watch the family. <laughs> you
0: got a lot of, a lot of folks with some amazing, amazing food. Um, wow. So we have just been chatting it up here. What I'm going to do is um, let me know anything else that you feel like I should know, any of the listeners here should know about generational cooking about that connection like give me your last words and last thoughts here
1: um it starts Mm -hmm. with you um what do you have a taste for what do you want to cook for your family um what is a tradition that you did wish something that even Mm. if you didn't do something that you wish that your family would have done something that you would like to see in your household it starts with you and it starts like right now if you want to have saturday morning pancakes with your children it starts with you um mastering your pancake recipe today right like just make your whatever that pancake try them out try out all the pancakes you can and then find a pancake that you like and make that your pancake and then Pass it on. If you remember that your aunt Cynthia made the best waffles, because my mom did, um, <laughs> if you ask her, you know, what her recipe was, if she's not there, ask what, ask her kids and then start making waffles for yourself today. And then when you have kids on Saturday, waffles are mm-hmm. already your thing. And you get to tell them like, my aunt Cynthia used to make the best Waffles, and I freaking love chicken and waffles. But my aunt Cynthia made the best waffles. Like, and then be like, <laughs> I'm Cynthia. <here." laughs>
0: oh, because they always do. <laughs>
1: yeah, and you'll be like, Oh my god, I'm Cynthia. She, oh, she was a sassy. She was a sassy woman from Sacramento. Um, she was a valentine she loved everybody she smoked she drank she had a lot of fun and she loved Mm. unconditionally and she used to tell everyone that she met to keep love and kindness in their heart and i would just add to also have it in your kitchen i love
0: that i love that just as a side note i tell my kids that i tell my kids that from your
1: mom like, oh my God, you're going to make me cry. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I tell them that to keep kindness in their
0: heart, to keep love and kindness in their heart all the yes. time. Oh
1: my gosh. You know, my mom used to say that, and I would be so. I'd be like, "Mom, you can't just go around saying that to people." (laughs) But why not? (laughs) Like, oh, but you can. and You should. And I'm so. I'm so glad that that was the message that I grew up with. Um, To keep love and kindness in your heart, and I just add to also having. Gosh, that is
0: so beautiful. That is so beautiful i absolutely love it i love the opening up of conversations the story sharing that comes along with generational cooking like this is truly a gift to be able to dialogue with you about this today um it's thank amazing you. thank you so much such a for coming on today <laughs> so y'all i want you to catch i want you to get on i want you to stand, chef aisha b on YouTube, Generational Cooking, <laughs> A Waters Productions, at A Proper Bite on IG. And then I don't have your Facebook link, but you are gonna give me your Facebook link so that we can get on those cook alongs and build some community and share these recipes. Once again, thank you so much
1: thank you thank you thank you for having me it has been an absolute pleasure thank you for putting me on the spot (laughs) thank you for having me i invite you that let's do it again i'll i'll have some other kind of tea all right
0: y'all thank you so much for joining me today (laughs) that conversation this conversation just continued on and kept rolling as it should have but for now I'm gonna end this episode of spiritual tea time podcast thank you so much for joining me here today and joining chef Aisha B You can catch all of her links down below. If you like the music for the podcast, go ahead and check out Nocturnum. They are linked down below as well. He's got a new single out, Moonlight. So go ahead and check that out. If you want to support the podcast, check those links as well. And much love and luck on your journey. Peace.